Good morning for Tuesday, October 5th, 2010. This is the New York Times Audio Digest, presented by Audible. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Two views of soldier held in Afghan case. Pioneer of in vitro fertilization wins the Nobel, and military orders less dependence on fossil fuels. In today's National News, Special Access finally yields Brennan biography. Medical marijuana ads fuel local newspapers, and after an inquiry, the U.S. charges 11 in Alabama in a corruption scheme. In today's business headlines, their options dim, cities in debt seek havens. Visa and MasterCard settle an antitrust suit on fees, and Google TV announces its first Internet and media partners. There will be more business stories along with more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. This is the top story written from Billings, Montana by William Yardley. It's headlined, Two Views of Soldier Held in Afghan Case. Staff Sergeant Calvin Gibbs called to say he did not kill Afghan civilians for the thrill of killing, nor did he toss severed fingers at the feet of his fellow soldiers to scare them into silence. All he said was, I don't know where these guys are getting this stuff, said Eric Thomas, a childhood friend here, shortly after speaking with Gibbs by telephone one recent evening. He said none of it actually happened. He said for some reason the other guys were scared. He doesn't know where it comes from. Calvin Gibbs is not a murderer, Thomas said. I don't want people hearing about finger bones and thinking they know Calvin because they don't. Members of his unit in Afghanistan paint a devastating picture of Gibbs, now 26. He is one of five soldiers facing potential courts martial on charges that they killed Afghan civilians for sport, planning weapons near them, collecting their body parts, and taking photographs with their corpses. Documents in the case portray Gibbs as the ringleader in three separate incidents involving the murder of civilians near Kandahar, Afghanistan this year, and as the force behind intimidating other soldiers in his unit to keep quiet. Soldiers said Gibbs threatened at least one subordinate with death if he ever disclosed the killings. Other soldiers not accused in the death say he mocked them for not meeting his standard for men on patrol. He told me the type of soldier he was looking for was the type that could kill anybody without any kind of regret, Private First Class Ashton Moore told an Army investigator in May. When Moore, who faces other charges, told Gibbs that he would not kill someone without cause, he said the sergeant responded, And that's why you'll be stuck in the truck the whole time. The guy I'm looking for is the guy that would shoot the dude just because he could shoot the dude. The case has prompted a review of all combat deaths with which Gibbs has been involved, including those during deployments to Iraq as early as 2004. Specialist Jeremy N. Morlock, also accused in the Afghanistan deaths, said Gibbs had openly discussed how he might kill specialist Adam Winfield, another one of the accused, who he worried would report the killings. Here, Gibbs's friends say he was just performing his duty. Not long before he was deployed to war zones overseas, Gibbs was a struggling teenager. No ambition, said a neighbor. His father worked in maintenance for the Mormon church and his family was active in the faith. He barely attended high school, earning just one of twenty credits necessary to graduate. Friends say all he ever wanted to be was a soldier. His parents sent him away to an alternative school in Montana that often steered students into the military. Gibbs received a graduate equivalency degree from the program in the fall of 2002, having already enlisted in the military. 
He had dreamed of being in the Marines, but without a high school diploma, entered the Army instead.